0: Hey guys, welcome back, it's JL again, and this week I've got my friend Cameron, who is part of this podcast, I just want to talk to him about his little adventure this past two and a half to three years, going to Japan, discovering his passion for um, exercise, um, obstacle running, and um, videography. So going to link a couple of his videos um, down in the episode but it's really interesting chat with him and I've known Cameron for quite a while so I just wanted to get a bit of perspective hopefully also encourage you to pursue some of your passions and um, be courageous because life is meant to be lived not just experienced so without further ado here is me and Cameron hope you enjoy share it with whoever might need a little bit of encouragement and um, maybe needs a bit of a pick me up because they've got something scary to tackle um so that they might just do it anyway while they're afraid let's give it a good test yeah that works good good all right well Cameron thanks for doing this um, anytime anytime <laughs> just this once just this once. anytime this once this side of eternity so um a lot of people will be hearing you for the first time on this podcast, so I thought it would be a good place to start. by giving us a little bit of your story, or your background, um, I sent you some of this stuff. But tell us about you, I said your favourite colour, but you may choose to, like, if you are a fruit, what fruit would you be going to think? Oh. Um you're married, what hobbies you have, and maybe you can incorporate your testimony in there as well. Yeah, cool.
1: I am married. have been for four years or so. To my beautiful wife, Karis. Mm -hmm. Met in high school. We homeschooled in high school. So it wasn't many of us. High
0: school sweethearts.
1: Yeah, pretty much. In In a different sense, being homeschooled. But yeah, no, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, awesome family, awesome mentors growing up, oh. like yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, got married pretty young actually, nineteen years old. Oh were you nineteen? Nineteen, yep. Wow. It's been a good journey. Been that a very good awesome. journey. Um but yeah. These days I enjoy hiking, adventures. Making making videos, yes, you do. That's kind of my thing. I think I've kind of slowly grown a love for that over the years, from when I was younger, to finally becoming more capable and independent to be able to do this kind of stuff as whenever I want,
0: kind of thing. So, mm. did
1: you always hike when you were younger? Not really, no. Well, I mean, the old, the odd occasion with the family or whatever, but I guess as I grew older, I just became more and more interested in it and when you become capable to, to, to do this kind of stuff on your own when you've got a car and yeah. some maturity um it's yeah it blossoms now it's like a passion more than just something that i was you know had a fleeting interest in
0: yeah but but yeah and um uh, how did you come to start following this because you grew up in a christian home yeah so when did that become your own faith and what was the journey with that
1: yes i was i was uh in youth ministry as a teenager i was in church my whole life but obviously transitioned into youth as a teenager and um yeah as the years grew by i really started growing a passion for god um when i was 16 or 17 i made that decision for myself where i felt like you know it was necessary to take that step myself of faith and I got baptized and ended up doing Bible college straight out of high school with wow. um, Grace Life Church. That's felt like God, God was calling me straight into that just to learn, basically just to learn his ways and mm. fi- have a year to figure out what God had for me because I had no idea what God had for me or what I wanted to do or, mm. or what I wanted to pursue and it was a very eye-opening year it yeah. was a- unreal it was um god showed me so much gave me a passion for young people yeah for um for people at risk and found my my wife did it with me my which was my wife at that point but um, we did yeah, that right. together as well which was awesome
0: well scott the
1: scott was the
0: youth uh, facilitator. The internship facilitator though. yeah yeah
1: so that was a really, really good year. Um, I think that year pretty much shaped the direction of the last seven years since, six years since, which is kind of crazy it's been that long. Wow. God's just been leading me and leading leading us in crazy directions. Been very fulfilled. Had a lot of good times. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, as with everyone, COVID kind of threw a spanner in the works with a lot of the stuff. I was doing and we were doing mm. but I still feel God calling me in, in yeah. similar directions so
0: yeah awesome yeah
1: And we'll get um, some time to talk
0: about that yeah uh, so any other hobbies apart from hiking
1: oh, I, I like anything that's outside you like eating I food. love eating that is def- I would consider that a hobby and chocolate yeah sugar <laughs> sweet tooth but Anything outside, I love cliff jumping, I love obstacle oh, course yeah. racing, trail running, fishing. That's right. I like stuff that's outside. Wait, fishing? Since when? A bit of fishing with mates. Oh. Just came back from Bema Bay. That's right. Pulled in some big boys. Big boys? <laughs> <And> we did.
0: <laughs> um, did you actually bring some back?
1: Yeah. Oh, cool. Put a whole salmon back. Shared it around, it was good. Whoa, nice.
0: I saw the picture of the salmon that, were, that's not that was salmon. That's what I brought was, back. Yeah, Swing pretty much just off the coast. Yeah.
1: Great it was awesome, bro.
0: Yeah. Um, and so, what makes your kind of past three, four years specifically interesting <clears throat> is that we've been serving the same youth ministry together. Yeah. You went from being like a Part of the youth, which I was as well, before I became a youth uh, a youth leader. But then there was this whole road to Japan that moved. Mm-hmm. So take us through
1: those steps. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I went from a young gun in the youth to becoming a youth leader. Yeah. Because I felt that's what God was calling me, to young yeah. people, which was inside and outside the church. Yeah, and, and you did both. Did both, awesome. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I served in youth for, I don't know, four years or something, five years. Yeah. Um, then me and my wife felt that God was calling us outside of Australia for a while. My wife had been passionate about Japan, Japan. Japanese culture, Yeah. all this stuff. And we finally got to the point where God was kind of really yanking us in that direction, mm. which was crazy to me. Like I didn't know how that fit in with everything that I was doing and, <laughs> Um, yeah, she went over for a bit to Tokyo, tested the waters, and it felt really right. Um, but at that time, you weren't going. Yeah, I was. I was in Perth still.
0: So you're still in Perth. Yeah. Still working out. What does this all mean?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still figuring out if that's where we're going to end up, or is this going to make mm. you know us happy and fulfilled? and is this what God's will is? And yeah. Yeah, we felt like it was. We felt really pe- at peace with it, and so I ended up going going over as well after six months. And funnily enough, got got involved with uh, with young people in church. Got involved with young people in my workplace over there, which yeah. didn't even know how I was going to get a job in Tokyo. And I don't speak right. a word of the language, but I ended up working with um, kids and teenagers. Yeah, teaching English and playing sports. So <laughs> it was.
0: Two favorite things.
1: Yeah, it, it was awesome, and we. Yeah, we spent the next six, eight months there before, yeah, so. kind of enforced back here.
0: Yeah, what was your. Early though, before you're moving to Japan, and you know, Karis is over there, and you're. You're probably. You know, it would have been probably, I would say maybe July, August that you were starting to feel like. Okay, I think I need to go to Japan as well. Yeah. What were your initial thoughts and feelings when that started to become like a reality inside yeah. of your mind? Because you had a really good job. Yeah. Like life was pretty sweet.
1: It was. In yeah. Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was It was very daunting. Like I didn't ever think of that as an option for me or you know us at all. Hmm. Um, but... I feel like maybe we got a bit comfortable in Perth and so this whole, this whole mix up kind of opened my eyes that there's a lot more out there. And, and Karis was probably, you know, the most happiest she's been over there. Like Mm. she felt so at peace with the decision to go over and um, felt fulfilled for for the first time in a long time. Mm. And so seeing that really motivated me to give it a good go and, and obviously we prayed a lot about it and yeah. and um yeah, we ended up ended up in a church over there that's, yeah, that's pastored right. by an Australian guy, Rod Plummer, <laughs> and fit right in. It was it was really, really awesome, but definitely apprehensive about the whole move. Yeah. It's a huge, huge thing. Like I was yeah. I was really against the, the whole idea of leaving Perth initially, but um yeah
0: you a Perth boy, born and bred. Yeah, I, I um, don't want to leave. <laughs> and then when you arrive to Japan, because obviously you made the decision, and I remember conversation that we had, we talked about this in the, in the McDonald's. Yep. Um, and I thought it was a great idea with you for you to just, like, you know, you got to go, you got to be together. Yeah, for it sure. It doesn't really matter, you know. you can buy, rebuy houses. You're still young enough to, you know, rebuild whatever, wherever, as long as you're together and you're in the will of God. Um, So getting to Japan, first few weeks and months, what was that like? Because you got there and Karis already had a rhythm of life going. Yeah,
1: so she was studying at a language school there, working in a cafe as well. Um, Actually ended up being a really good time to reset for me because I've been working really hard, um, kind of anticipation of the move and had a really intense year at work and, mm. and doing everything that I was doing, which I absolutely loved, but it was it was training. So going over there, no job prospects, no nothing, no prospects, <laughs> just kind of going over to day no with Karis and support her, <laughs> yeah. no Japanese, yep. Um, it was a good time to reset. So I, I chilled for like three months. Yeah. Um, kind of supported Karis. She was, she was, yeah, going chakras every yeah. day, studying and, and working. So um, it was a good time for me to to explore this new home and also explore my passions a bit more as well, hiking yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So you
0: you started to get. A bit more and more into hiking in Perth and competitive yeah, uh, obstacle racing, yeah. I'll call it. Um in Perth. So you did a few more of those.
1: And just getting out there, meeting new people. Yeah. Um I just like being outside in nature, in competitive settings, in casual settings, just just doing stuff and yeah, probably the so year this sucks for you right now. <laughs> yeah, stuck inside. <laughs> I can see the weeds. (laughs) I can
0: see the weeds. Yeah.
1: Yeah, probably the year before I went over, I started really getting right into it all. And so um, if anyone's been to Japan before, you you know how unreal the mountains and the whole country is is just so beautiful. And so it was a a good chance to really dive into that kind of stuff and, and, uh, yeah, explore a bit. Yeah,
0: Only, only a little bit. Yeah, um, a lot. By a bit, a lot. What did you do? What's, you know, some of the feats you did, like, 12, 12 peaks? 10, 10. peaks in under 12 in twelve hours. Yeah. was one of the things you did. Up and down. Just went and climbed a bunch of mountains in Trainers. one day. Trainers.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just, wow. Did some big days in the mountains, for sure.
0: And this is during the three months that you're mm. chilling? Yeah. Just getting a feel for the place, and getting a feel for the place by climbing ten peaks in twelve hours. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's what I do. Just <laughs> what you do. Yeah. was uh, <laughs> <This is> awesome. <laughs> um. So as you're settling into Japan, what what did you kind of find out about the culture there that you sort of didn't expect?
1: Yeah, it's 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 very different to Australia, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in Tokyo, the the big like one of the biggest cities in the world, right? It's it's crazy the the busyness mm. and the intensity of the place. It's just non stop. And coming from Perth, which is pretty chill <laughs> by by most people's standards I would say. Um yeah, it is. Yeah, Tokyo, Tokyo itself, like Jap- the J- Japanese culture is very, it's it's very cool. It's got a lot of history. Um, there's a lot of deep religious stuff there that mm. that's very interesting. And yeah. and kind of, as I said, I climbed lots of mountains and they've got all these temples and, and shrines things. everywhere on top yeah. of the peaks and up and down. They've got villages up on these mountains and it was such a different feel going over there. But I find it really interesting to mm. to in, learn about it and experience all that kind of stuff. But outside of Japan as a whole, yeah, Tokyo was just wild. It was crazy. Is it like twenty four hours a day? Yeah, it's just non stop going. The work culture over there is intense. There's people yeah. just working from dusk till dawn, no breaks. It's just really? it's just mental and very respectful people. Really. Um, yeah, it's different from Perth in that way because <laughs> we're a bit up and down with people. <laughs> yeah, we're nice enough, but come off, come off a bit, a bit uh, a bit blunt. <laughs> but over there, it's very respectful. The culture's yeah. centered around centered around respect, pretty much. Really? Um, so it's it was it was cool for the most part. We're welcomed pretty well by the people there.
0: Mm. Um, what are some of the I guess things that you found a little bit difficult being there. I mean, you will go back, yeah. For we sure. plan to. Yeah, but what are some of the things that you found, I guess, more difficult?
1: Yeah, definitely the language barrier <laughs> was, was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some some Japanese people speak English, but okay. majority don't very much. Um, so for for Karis, she at that, she's kind of Got to the conversational level where she can get by yeah well. but I was when I was by myself I was just struggling to <laughs> hopeless so that <laughs> that was tough um and it made like making new relationships really hard as well going there knowing nobody yeah um, besides each other so um, I had to start reaching out to Expat communities and people that spoke my language because it was hard to connect with the Japanese people, yeah. as, as cool as some of them are. Yeah. Um. So that was that was probably the hardest thing for me was communicating with people just on a on a daily basis at the shops and on the trains and stuff, and then also building like actual meaningful relationships there. So it wasn't yeah. just you know, riding solo for our time in Japan, so that's right. Yeah. that was something that I had to intentionally look intentionally. at, how, how is this going to work, what yeah. can I do to make this happen kind of thing, um, which was a big part of the first few months as well, I think. Yeah, so what did you do to start to bridge the gap, to assimilate, to... Yeah, so as I said, just kind of reaching out to people that, that um, were yeah. in the expat community, in similar situations to me. Joined some running groups and mountain groups that- that So around
0: your hobbies? Yeah,
1: just trying to find people that were interested in what I was interested in um, from all over the world, which is really cool to meet people from everywhere. And then also our church, um, being an international church, was made up of probably half Japanese and half um, other foreign countries. Mm. Um, So a bunch of people speak English, a bunch of the Japanese. Um, pastors and stuff spoke English, so that was an awesome place to meet yeah, people wow. and and have relationships with people that um, yeah. Once again, is something that I'm involved in the church, so yeah. it was a, it felt like home there, which was awesome. Um, yeah, wow. And so I started serving pretty pretty quickly at the church and getting involved in outreaches and different ministries, and um, that was that was great, really really good learning experience as well. Um, Meeting all of these guys that have lived in Japan their whole lives, whether they're from other countries or they're Japanese, and yeah. and the church is so welcoming, and and people just just showing you what it's like to live in Japan. Yeah. Um they kind of walked your shoes already, which was really wow. helpful for us. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, that's great. Wow. So um, finding your passion for exercise and exploration, she got serious more when Karis went over. Yeah. Um, and so quickly a comparison here. I know both countries are different, but which have you found more enjoyable to explore? Yeah. Between Japan or Western Australia? and really been anywhere else apart from yeah, <laughs> Western Australia. Yeah,
1: that's a hard question. Yeah, I mean, the thing I love about Western Australia is how diverse our landscapes are, and how like our our state is is a lot bigger than the whole country of Japan, of Japan. which is kind of mental. Yeah. We've got so much here, which I love. I haven't even scratched the surface here, but um, yeah, Japan being a A majority mountainous country Uh where there's literally thousands and thousands of peaks really was pretty spectacular. Uh I love mountains, and like we've got like 10 here in Western Australia. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, anything significant. And so once you've done them, you've done them. Whereas in Japan, even just just from Tokyo, an hour train ride gets you to hundreds of different peaks that you can explore, and it's, it's literally impossible to do it all. So and you so haven't
0: explored, like, enough to actually say I've explored a lot?
1: I could do, I could be there for years and years and not even scratch the surface. Really? And you just keep going out further from Tokyo and it just never ends. Wow. I've, I kind of stuck to a couple little regions yeah. that were closest to us, but mountains are, like, my, my favourite thing is in the world, so that's the one downside to Western Australia is we're pretty flat. <laughs> we're huge, <laughs> but we're a very flat state yeah so so in that sense i I really enjoy exploring japan it being a whole new frontier as well like everything's new so
0: Mm.
1: Mm. uh, i guess that's the same wherever you go there's so much new stuff to see something that might be taken for granted by a local is just like spectacular when you first first get out so it's very true yeah and saying that western australia is always gonna gonna be home and I mean, even now I've been travelling the state for years, and there's so much water. See, it's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Karis is getting into a bit more hiking.
1: Yeah, here and there. As much as you can. She enjoys it occasionally. She, um, yeah, I definitely push her, push her (laughs) to a bit (laughs) of longer, (laughs) longer. Yeah, no, not quite, but. yeah, we, <laughs> she goes longer than she would like to. Usually, when she goes hiking with me. you. but yeah. It's, yeah, it's good when she's into it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Um, so currently you are taking the time. So you came back from Japan, and then COVID hit. Yes, COVID. Talk to us about how that affected you COVID. and Karis.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we were um, just. This was a planned trip. Yeah, we'll come back to Perth just to visit family. It was my birthday. So we kind of planned to come back and just chill for three weeks, Mm. was the plan. And we ended up being, how it all turned out, one of the last flights allowed back into WA internationally. And maybe two days after we landed, um, we were. Pretty certain we weren't going back anytime soon. He had soon. quarantine
0: for 14 days yeah, as
1: well. So they just introduced the 14 day forced self-isolation, which was alright for us. We were able to do it at home. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are stuck in hotels these days, so it was that was doable. But um initially we we're like we're here for three weeks and we're stuck here for two of those weeks. We thought it was just gonna be like Horrible. a wasted holiday, but then we soon realised that. Holiday would be extended significantly. Mm. Um, Oh man. And it's just been a process like of us thinking maybe we'll be able to go back soon. And then the longer we wait, the longer it looks like it's going to be. And what, here we are like six plus months later. (laughs) Still in the same boat. Yeah, we we still have an apartment in Tokyo. Yeah. All like, clothes all our stuff is just sitting over there so it's been it's been a challenge hey yeah Yeah. just figuring out like what are we really supposed to do yeah (laughs) but i think a lot of people are in that boat aren't they like just yeah 2020 there was lots of plans and (laughs) a lot of those plans have been crushed absolutely
0: corrupted yeah yeah but you've made you've made the most of this time being back yeah in australia yeah. Exploring more WA.
1: And yeah, well, that's it. Like as I said, like our holiday kind of just got extended and extended, and so we just treated it as an extended holiday. We weren't gonna, weren't gonna settle back down because we kind of have always expected we will just be going back whenever, yeah. whenever they give the okay. Yeah. Um. So it's just been a big holiday for us. We've been doing tons of traveling around the state, which we're lucky enough to be able to do now. Yeah. Yeah. And. um yeah, just kind of exploring our other little passions that we have a ton of time to pursue right now, which is which is good. Um, yeah. it's been it's been actually really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Despite the state of the world. The world, yeah. Um From, it's, it's been a good chance to yeah, just dive into some stuff that we never would have had time for yeah, otherwise. Absolutely. I think that's been the case for a lot of people, right? Very um, true. Just back back change in and direction too. and yeah. And just fall into new passions. Mm.
0: What's it like for your friends in Japan? What are you hearing from them with how the country's going? What's changing over there?
1: Yeah, yeah. Tokyo's—it's been interesting. They've had, are still having, new cases. Um, mm. So it's not, it's not really safe for us to go back anyway. And wow. as I was saying earlier, like the culture in Tokyo is just go go go. And it's almost impossible to halt that. So trains are still running. Everything. Really. Nothing stopped this entire year. It's just been. Wow. Go go go! Luckily, the the just the predisposition. What's that word? Predisposition. Yeah. Of Japanese people is. There's no there's no touching It's all very respectful and everyone has their personal space oh, okay. wearing masks is just normal for Japanese people if they're sick so it hasn't been crazy over there like like in some countries mm. I think due to all of those things there's no handshakes over there um, how do you just, greet people in Japanese it's just a bow or did you bow and your can you kind of find yourself bowing after a while <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just becomes just integrate, year. yeah, yeah. But like you know, all that kind of stuff, it hasn't been rampant in Tokyo, but oh, wow. uh, still, yeah, still worrisome for people for sure. But it's kind did of did the
0: Japanese t- seem relational to you? Um, it, I mean, they're very respectful as a culture, but I'm
1: intrigued. But I think newer generations are becoming more relational and less less um I don't know what the word is but yeah. The young people seem really chill and awesome and, and the older kind of generation seem very traditional in the sense of um yeah, non relational to be honest. Not as close. Yeah, not not as not not much affection shown and hmm. and um but there seems to be a shift with the younger generation. I I've from what I've seen, and from what I've talked to people about, yeah, where it is, it is more relationship, more relational, yeah. Huh. But I mean, I've only been there briefly. It's hard to, <laughs> yeah. hard to get a full picture. Yeah. As well. Um. But. So you're
0: working with young people, as well in Japan. Tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah. So I just work. I worked in a gym for kids and teenagers. And uh, yeah, like I said, God's called me to young people and I didn't think that was going to be a continuation in Tokyo. I thought I would be stuck to whatever I could find, but through the church and through one of the pastors there, I was able to get a position at this place and it was literally perfect for me. (laughs) It's just hanging out with young people, Mm. um, teaching them sports and fitness kind of stuff in an English speaking environment. That was kind of yeah. the whole point of the gym where yeah. Japanese kids, it's a place for them to practice their English because that's, that's what they're taught in school. And so if, mm-hmm. if parents, for example, want their kids to pursue that Get more, yeah. it's a really fun environment for them to learn English, keep fit, find what they're interested in. We play tons of different sports and stuff wow. with them. and Yeah, it was a wicked job. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. So I think about after about 3 months I got into that. Wow. And uh, started working like 4 days a week and <laughs> having a blast. It was fun. Well, it was really fun. Um you said
0: as well that did did you find that um did you find a lot of people were called kind of religious in Japan or yeah where do you put where do you put religion in general because i mean you said they have a lot of shrines yeah temples
1: it once again there was like a it's like a shift between the the older generation and and the younger generation where the older ones are very traditional and very religious and um yeah like when i go hiking the only people i see in the mountains are, are like older japanese people hiking to to shrines. to shrines and they will burn their incense and all this kind of stuff and
0: yeah wow
1: it's they, they they're committed
0: <laughs> wow um, do you think it's similar to Perth and Australia or what in, in terms of commitment to religion I mean
1: they yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't see we don't I don't think we go to that extent sometimes do we <laughs> We don't have shrines anymore we do don't we have shrines or but temples. Um, apart from shopping centres yeah I haven't really talked to any people that, that follow the, the Shinto and Hindu and all those kind of religions that have there but the people that do follow it it's very practice orientated and they are very committed mm. um, but yeah young people seem very open to um, open to something different um, from what I've seen I mean, I did some outreach with the church over there, some street ministry and stuff, and we had young people coming to church all the time. Oh right, okay. And it's it's different for them, but they love it. (laughs) What did um, the street ministry look like? So we literally were just out in the street and we'd hold up signs and and just talk to young people. It was kind of aimed at young people. Yeah. so there's a curiosity in younger people for sure yeah so we would show them what church looks like yeah and it's like smoke machines and lights and this is like our youth service and yeah um it's it's like a concert almost and these young people are like this is not what i thought religion was because they've been they've been brought up right potentially by their parents or by the culture to to look a lot different and yeah a lot of them mm. get like pumped They're like wow this is just like going to a music concert and they yeah, show yeah. up and have a wicked time and, and um yeah, wow. a lot of a lot of the pastors i met in the church came from the streets of of shibuya which is, is where we kind of went Shibuya's like the shibuya crossing is like a world famous place where there's so many people it's like the nightlife central of tokyo yeah wow um yeah, the Subiaco Crossing is pretty famous. A lot of people would know about it. Where it's like the most busiest um, road crossing in the world. It's just mental. Right. Like, is every- it featured on a lot of films? Yeah, definitely. Movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah for I sure. Would have seen it. Yeah. Like when the green light goes to walk, there's probably like you know two thousand people walking across every time. So wow. It's crazy. It's, it's it's insane. And you've been there, eh? Hey?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's where we did. What's treatment. that like
1: being right there in the middle of all of that? Yeah, it's kind of chaotic. Like so many people. <laughs> but that's like Tokyo everywhere. There's just so many people. There's like 40 million in the Tokyo region. There's more than the population of Australia. Yeah. It's double. Like we have it's 2 million double. in Perth and sometimes you think it gets busy. So <laughs> it's just unbelievable the amount of people. Wow. Over there. And so it was a good place for street ministry. We just kind of chilled on the other side of the road, held up signs and just wait for people to, people talk to just me. came up to you you don't have to chase anyone down oh they just come up to you yeah all you the time we'll, we'll put up signs like um come speak english to us and, yeah and young people yeah. a lot of young people are really into to into learn, english into english and trying to learn because that's what they do wow. in school and high school really? they just come up to us and then you just talk to talk to them jesus it's, it was fun i enjoyed i enjoyed that for sure
0: I remember you, and I've told you this, but I remember you. I mean, I know you're an introvert, yeah, and
1: you, big time,
0: <laughs> big time. Um, is that why you go in the mountains by yourself? Um, yeah, half half the reason. <laughs> I don't invite
1: people very often.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember you're very introverted, um, and just. It's, 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 it's been good for me to see the massive kind of contrast from people coming and looking for you in your room to you going out and moving in flipping countries and yeah. then, uh, you know starting all these adventures. You've probably met more people than most in their lifetime by now. Um, so that's been really encouraging. What do you think, how do you think God is leading you at the moment? Now that you're in this space where you can't really go back, you have to wait. Yeah,
1: it's it's, um, it's kind of confusing to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I would like some clear direction because <laughs> yeah. uh, we 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 don't feel like we're we're finished what we yeah. what God had for us in Japan. Yeah. Um, but as I said, the longer we are in Perth, the longer it seems like it's going to be before we even have a chance to go back. So yeah. there's so many hurdles in the way to get back there that. Um, yeah, we've just been kind of waiting. <laughs> yeah. See what's going to happen, but yeah, we we feel led to Japan. I still feel really led to yeah. young people and yeah. God's bringing up some new passions in us with um you know, creativity and mm. and um content creation and and all this kind of stuff. And as you said, he's he's all, God's always pushing me in the direction of relationship yeah. and um yeah. influence. With people and it's so out of my comfort zone that I feel like this this might be just a growing time for us both yeah. to learn to be content with where we are and that yeah. you know there's still a path ahead of us. It's just yeah. going to be obstacle dense.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's what you train for, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just,
1: do obstacle racing. Got to get over some obstacles. Life, life, now Yeah. Is obstacle. So, but I can honestly, it's so confusing for us. Yeah. still tackling and still not even sure what's going to happen next Mm. month kind of thing it's just it's but you know now I'm thinking about it I think it's it's been a growing process for us to just be in that space where it is confusing and Mm. just to be okay with you know how it turns out or how each day goes so yeah yeah, it's been it's been tough eh? but it's been good like Mm. I've had so much fun in this time of confusion and so much stuff's happened for the both of us. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's been good. I've, especially, we've enjoyed your, watching you adventure from afar. And I mean, we went away together. I mean, I didn't climb Mount Tilburn up, until we know, but we had, a, um, we had a blast on a blast You on. almost died <laughs>
1: <laughs> climbing that. There's was a lot of wind that weekend, wasn't so there? On both of our climbs.
0: Barely see, can barely see up. Yeah. Um, but i think i guess that for me it's been good to see you continue to explore um, we talked to friend of friends of ours about looking at going up to you know um Karajini and just staying up there and exploring for ourselves as well yeah. you know from just seeing some of the videos and photos that you've been up in yeah it's pretty you awesome and you kind of saying <coughs> Yeah, you're saying yes to the passions and desires that are in you in this time and not staying idle. Yeah. So that's been pretty good. I'm sure you're inspiring a lot of people that um oh, yeah, yes. Thanks for doing that. Thanks, man. Yeah. So for those of you who listen to this and wanna see Cameron's passion in life, one of many. The uh, current passion. current passion. In Perth, not in Japan. Yeah. He hasn't been eaten by a bear. Thank God for that. Not quite. <laughs> um, oh, can you tell us about the bear story?
1: I had one encounter with a bear in Japan, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a big day of hiking. It was that ten the the day I did ten mountains and it kind of went a lot longer than I had planned. So yeah. I summited like the ninth peak as the sun went down. And so... That uh, wasn't even the 10th peak. No, yeah, the 10th peak was on the other end of the ridge. Oh so my it was, gosh. it was probably, you know, like six, seven kilometers left on my planned route. And I got pitch black, which I just, I had a headlamp, but I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> it was like the 14th hour of hiking. And yeah, I was like hiking this ridge. And like, keep in mind that, this whole day, i just been seeing signs saying there's a bear in the area, which is pretty common in Japan because there's a bear in almost every area, but at the mm-hmm. trailhead, it's like, you know, have caution. Yeah. And I was on this ridge, like just the moonlight, and this massive rumbling was like just in the in the forest just near me, <laughs> just down off the top of the ridge. <laughs> I've never heard anything move that loudly in nature before. Oh, really? It was really? like a freaking, yeah, like a giant, oh just like. And it was probably 20 meters from me, and I saw a silhouette. And oh I was like, no. Is this happening right now? And <coughs> they say you're supposed to um, make noise, and the bear would generally be scared off. They're not looking to just attack you for no reason. Yeah. So I just screamed so loudly for a long time and sprinted the other direction. While screaming. And I probably looked like a lunatic, and I was so exhausted. I was like so out of it. I was trying to film a video as well. You can see in some of the clips at the end of that video that I was just about to die. Yeah. <laughs> I was done. Luckily <laughs> for me, the bear seemed to rampage off in the opposite direction to me. Hopefully, he got scared off by my screams. But Yeah. That was intense. I had, I had some friends tell me stories of times they they went around the corner of a track and they were literally face-to-face with the bear. Like They could feel its breath. And like I said, most of the time, they're easily scared off and they're not. Oh, no, Unless they got bro. cubs or something, but, yeah, it's pretty hectic. Because we don't have nothing like that in Australia. No. We have, we have no big predators. We only just have spiders. and have little stars. And and snakes. And you jump will. in the ocean, you might be in trouble. But yeah. I'd never experienced something like that before. So. Oh, man. It was, uh, Dude, it was, that's intense. It was intense. Yep. And I remember it was, Wish I, oh, yeah. it was before that,
0: probably two weeks or three weeks before that, I was like, dude, are you in bear, aren't you in bear country? Yeah, like, constantly. I messaged me. I was like, dude, be careful. Yeah.
1: Said, <laughs> when I first got to Japan and started hiking, I was so confused at why every hiker that I passed had these bells hanging off them and they'd just be constantly ringing. I was like, this is so annoying. How could you hike like this? <laughs> and I realized when I saw in the shop that they sell bear bells, that they're, they're just walking around making a constant sound so that any bear will be scared off before either of you know that either of you is there. So it's just like a wow. constant warning and I was like, okay, maybe I should get one of those. You bought one? I haven't. I didn't yet. <laughs> I didn't yet. When you get eaten,
0: then you buy one, right? Yeah.
1: After, the, after it's over. It's <laughs> crazy. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: No, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I'll probably link that video. Um, in podcast night. I wish I filmed the bear but um, it was, yeah it's dark and... but yeah and then you had this weird animal that you found the mountain goat one so that was fun but, I saw some
1: cool animals over there yeah.
0: yeah so yeah thanks for sharing that and I hope that people who are listening are encouraged to follow a bit of their passions and to just yeah. take courage because life is there to be lived so true. not just experienced um, but yeah, thanks for the story. Of course. Thanks for sharing. Look at that. Did well. <laughs>